Welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero, And I am very delighted to be joined today by the Small Business Commissioner, Paul Uppel. Paul, welcome. Thank you very much, Emma. So for those of you, and I have to say, I think you have done a stellar job since you got into role of getting out and about and getting your name out there. But for anyone who's listening who thinks, oh, actually, what is the Small Business Commissioner? Start off, Paul, by telling us about the role and when you got it. Well, thank you for inviting me along today. Background in terms of the role, we are a comparatively new body. We went live as of Christmas last year. We are based in Birmingham, so based in the middle of England rather than opposed to the UK. But our remit is a national remit covering the whole of the UK. And we have 10 staff. We are 20 yards uh, from Birmingham New Street Station, as I call it. It's probably called Grand Central now. And what have we been set up to do? Primarily tasked around the issue of late payment for SMEs. What's an SME? Uh, Under statute, we define it as 50, 50 employees and less. I have some discretion on that. That's pretty much a good barometer. And if anybody listening today or anybody who you, anybody's listening who may be aware of another SME, particularly who's uh, facing challenges around this, please approach us. Please come and talk to us. Our details are out there, www.smallbusinesscommissioner.gov.uk. Sorry about that. I have to get the plug the in there. Prompts. have to do that, <laughs> get it in there. And we are free. We are a go-to service. We will do nothing that will be to the financial detriment of your SME. We can take your complaints anonymously, but fundamentally issue of late payment. And if we can't help you, we'll signpost you to somebody who can. And we're not going to fob you off. We'll follow that up with a phone call to make sure that somebody's hopefully redress the issues you've got. And any concerns that you know SMEs may have, and think just sort of some guidance or stuff or anything like that, please pick up the phone. Or email us if you want to, but we are 10 human beings. We generally come from a small business background. I was in construction for 20 years. So believe me, folks, I am acutely aware of the issue of late payments. So that's us. Whistle stop talk. Brilliant. I was going to say, in a nutshell, beautifully done. And you were set up because this issue of late payment, which continues to kind of plague our country. And I know you're absolutely on this kind of campaign and mission to kind of stomp it out. But late payment for small businesses, is this just something where small businesses are not getting paid by big companies or are small businesses not paying each other? Give us kind of a sense of the size of the issue that you're facing. So in terms of our specific remit, if I start and do the technical stuff first, our remit is, as the title implies, Small Business Commissioner, primarily tasked around the issue and to talk about the issue of the interaction vis-a-vis small business to large businesses. Let's speak candidly. Do all sides of businesses sort of waive the rules on this? Of course they do. That's the reality of the business interaction. But government, in its wisdom, has decided that this should be a good starting point. And from that, I think very much what we can do, and with you know good organisations like, your, like yourself here at Enterprise Nation, Emma, is put the spotlight on this. I've traditionally thought that what happens is it gets quite a bit of focus and then seems to fade in the background. I want to make sure that we keep the spotlight on this issue. Now, it is ethically, of course, the right thing to do. But in so many interactions I've had with small businesses who've come to see me, they said, look, it's, they find it as break on growth. Because if you want to grow an SME and become a large business or whatever you want to do, predictability is crucial to business growth. And if you're not sure of payment terms or payments when they're coming in, it has a break on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It has a break on productivity as well. 
a guy I spoke to, he, he was quite happy for me to name check as well, Gareth Keogh. He ran a firm called Telegraph Hill. Really good, great success story. Took it up to a couple of million turnover. But he said, look, Paul, I got sick of the fact that for one week in a month, I was, a debt, yeah, I was a debt collection agency. And the contagion, I think, Emma, is the particular pernicious element of this. Because he said, what I was doing is I was then pass- passing that on. I was thinking, who can I pay? Who can I avoid paying? So it's a spin-off effect. So this, I think this is a long-standing problem. I think governments of both colours, all colours, have tried to tackle this issue. But stubbornly, we still seem to have this issue of a cultural aspect of late payment. There's different figures which try and quantify what it is. I would say this one, of I think, the most interesting stats I've seen, I've seen some figures from Lloyd's in particular, who think that about half a trillion pounds, I'll repeat that, because it's a big number, half a trillion pounds, that's 500 billion quid, in working capital is tied up. Now, and the vast majority of that is late payment. So, so if a, that was unleashed, absolutely. then but, as you say, it gets more money into the economy, gets the productivity going, yeah. makes happy entrepreneurs because they're not just chasing debt, which is a big part of it. And just before we get on to kind of what happens when a business comes to see you, are there almost preventative measures that you're kind of giving advice on at the Small Business Commissioner's Office in terms of how a small business owner can avoid being in that position in the mm. first place? So kind of thoughts on how can you try and get prompt payment before having to come to your door? It's a really good question, actually, and a really pertinent one, because I think what we have done in the last six months is had real qualitative conversations with SMEs. And when you get that one-to-one conversation and there's a common theme I've seen throughout in terms of why business survival is, is and certain businesses have prospered particularly. There was a common theme throughout the conversations, and that was at some point all those businesses had said no. Now, that sounds like a simple thing to say, but they've got to a point where they've said, up with this, we will put no longer. And it's interesting in just having that courage to sometimes say, look, we are a small business. We're here to do business. But we need that element of mutual respect. So when you say no, you mean as in a small business owner will say to a bigger company, we are no longer dealing with you? Correct. Wow. So I had, I'm not going to name the the large firm here, but I remember very distinctly we were sitting uh, in, uh, actually perhaps I shouldn't put the geographical because that might give it all. We were sitting fundamentally two businesses sitting next to each other and they're doing exactly the same thing to this uh, in terms of their interaction with this large business. One was being paid 120 days. One was being paid on 30 days. And we, so, you know, and they were sitting as, as we are now, currently probably about three feet away from each other. And, you know, the guy just said, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to say, look, I, I, I want 30 days. And it's sometimes it's just having the confidence to, now look, there will be a situation, obviously not everybody can do this because of uh, the commercial reality they're in. And I, all I would do is put this, put this message out there. Chase your money, it's your money, you're owed it, it's your you've worked for it and you're entitled to that. Be careful of putting all eggs in one basket. I know it's an old cliche, but please folks, do. I was very lucky somebody advised me that as a young age and it's pretty darn good advice. And just be robust in your conversations. You are, you're in business to make a buck. You know, absolutely, you can pursue your dream and that's absolutely fantastic and creating prosperity, spreading wealth, a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. But all I would say is just for SMEs, be savvy. And what position do you think a small business has got? Because it's really interesting that you say kind of with one big company, two suppliers, Mm. two different payment terms. Mm. 
Is it the role of a small business owner to say to that big company, we want you to sign up to the prompt payment code? So this is the code, which I think is 60 day payment terms, even though I'd love to see that as 30. Is that the position of the small business to say to a large corporate, we want you to sign up? Because I guess a small business feels it's just me saying it to a big company. But again, would that be good practice for you if more companies signed up to the prompt payment code? And therefore, if a small business wasn't getting paid within the 60 or their aspiration 30 days, that then they name and shame who that company is, which of course, small businesses don't really want to do for fear of losing the work in the future. But is that one route? I think that is certainly a positive route. I'm very much reminded when you're speaking to me now about this, that sometimes um, small businesses say, I would rather have a bad commercial relationship than no business relationship. From my personal perspective, look, that's your judgment call. I don't think that necessarily is good for your cause or for business in general. And it's interesting just to follow on from the previous point of all those businesses that said no, they all said without a shadow of a doubt, the commercial relationship changed. There was almost a mutual respect there. So. In a way, if you let yourself get pushed around so far, I think it's important to take a stand sometimes and draw a line in the sand. Now, I repeat, look, not everybody can do that. No, I love this because the message is almost kind of, come on, small businesses, be a bit more feisty. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, you don't be afraid to stand up. Okay. Because I guess what I think I've sort of seen, particularly in the last few months in particular, with so many conversations is, Small businesses said they felt siloed, they felt very isolated. And actually, the wonderful thing about those conversations where you're having those qualitative conversations is that small businesses then realize, actually, it's not just me. Yep. It's everybody yeah, else. There are many others who are there are facing this. And, when yeah. they, and you can always see the light bulb moment when it goes up and said, oh, I thought it was just me. Yep. I thought this was unique to me. And look, there are great large businesses, right? And there are mediocre large businesses and there are... Other large businesses, let me put it that way. You get all sorts of mixes in life. But what you can do is control what you can do. Yeah. And in essence, I think just take, you know, having a robust attitude in your contractual, your payment terms, all those conversations. Even if you don't get very far, I tell you what, it'll feel blooming good. No, it's a good place to go. No, I like it. It's kind of you're almost saying step one try and do it yourself. So say step two is I've asked my big company and I've said, I'm not happy to take 120. I want you to take it down to 60. And they say, absolutely not. So I come calling to you and I say, right, small business commissioner, this company is not paying me. It's bad practice, etc. What are the kind of things that you can do to remedy that situation? So, okay, here's the, the starting point. I said, we've had some successes. Mm-hmm. One business in particular, they've asked me not to name them, but I think on social media, we've had one that has gone on and tweeted about, we managed to get them. To, but I know a, a business that approaches directly, the sum involved was £20,000. Now, look, for some people, that may not seem a huge amount. For this business, it was it, crucial yeah. and it was outstanding for quite a period okay. of time. We will have a conversation on your behalf. We'll go in and back for you. Now, we can do this anonymously. I appreciate there are sensitivities around this because when we pick up the phone and we start the conversation, invariably say, well, who's on the other side? What, where has this come from? And there is obviously a concern with, uh, you know, sort of small businesses, they'll identify me or whatever. But we are very much there to sort of approach this from the issue of resolving if there's any dispute or just saying, look, can we help? Can we help expedite the process? And on the issue where we actually managed to get a business 20 grand, they were paid that afternoon Excellent. after we got involved. It did involve a couple of phone calls, but we got there. So look, 
we can certainly help. And if you're not within our remit, without boring people too much about remits and stuff, we will make sure we put you in touch with somebody who can help and we'll follow up on that. We're not just going to fob you off. We'll follow up, make sure that actually your issues have been addressed and that we've really pushed it as far as we can. Excellent. And I know one thing I've watched people ask you, I've heard you comment on this, but it would be interesting to know your position today on this is people have kind of said, right, the Small Business Commissioner needs more legal powers and, you know, you should be able to find big companies who are doing bad things. What is your position today on this? Are you happy with the powers you've got? Would you like those to stretch further? Would you like to find companies? Where do you sit? There are some stakeholders who are similar in sort of size of body to us, who do have the power to find. I recently met with the Australian, or the equivalent of the Australian Small Business Commissioner. They're actually called something, they're called the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. Apparently Tony Abbott wanted to call them this. Yeah, very snappy. It really does. You should see the size of the business card. You have to unroll it. I thought you were going to say you should see the size of the office. (laughs) Well, well, that too, probably. But if you look at their trajectory and where they've gone, so they started very much, actually probably slightly ahead of where we are at the moment, and they are eight years in now. So they had a whole raft of powers come in in 2015, and they can pretty much go anywhere fine and have got a very wide remit in what they can do. And they are finding that they're making some real headway on issues. And I guess, look, all I would say is, look to our Australian cousins. I think there is a good roadmap there, but that's above my pay grade to make those decisions. I understand. And let's see what happens next with it. But in terms of where you want to take the office, so as you say, you're based in Birmingham, team of 10, businesses are picking up the phone now, they're kind Mm. of coming to you, which is excellent. Because again, I know you've spoken before about this is about changing a culture, Mm. which can take a long time. What do you see as kind of the vision for the office? Do you want it to be a five, 10 year vision? You know, is it a case of, yes, let's take the practical efforts to make sure people get paid, but over the long term, let's try and change the culture. Because ideally, you calling up someone to say, pay back this £20,000, and I say, that's great that you could do it. But in a way, you kind of want to make yourself redundant because you shouldn't have to make that call. The company should have just paid the money. So where do you see the kind of role of the office over the next five or so years? I think, um, as I highlighted before, obviously we want to keep the spotlight on this as an issue. And I think just make it resonate with the public in general. It is in everybody's interest. This is not just a small business issue. This is in the interest of UK PLC. Cash turning around, velocity of cash, people being paid on time will be good for the economic health and future of Britain. Yes, would I like to make myself redundant? Yeah, I would actually. I would would actually sleep quite quite well on that. But I think the problem we've got here, Emma, the ship has been sailing in one direction for an awfully long time. So look, I'm I'm aware that this is not going to be, although I'd love it to be a quick fix. And there's lots of people who've got wonderful ideas about how they think it can be a quick fix. I think ultimately we've got to get down with large businesses and small businesses, all shapes and sizes of business actually getting together and actually buying into the concept, there is a universal good here. That the prosperity of all of us Sounds a bit of a nice hippie, happy dream and sort of stuff, but it's fun. It's basic common sense. If you owe and you, somebody has done work for you, pay them. If you've got the money, because ultimately, I'll tell you what, it will come back to you. I end up invariably on all of these things. Um, talking about my family. You've probably seen me. I end up talking about my dad and IT and all sort of things. I like the dad story. I'll bore people with that another time. But my mum's always said this. She goes, what you give out, you'll always get back with interest. So look, 
from a business perspective, I know, look, not always uh, easy to pay because of what, your own financial pressures, but get it out there. They're facing, all businesses are facing the same pressures you are. They'll pay somebody else. Trust me, it'll come back in droves. Wonderful. It's an incredible ambition. I'm so glad you got the role to do this job. In the nicest way, I hope you make yourself redundant. <laughs> Not immediately, but in the nicest way, because then you will have done the job that Britain needs doing. So, Paul Upple, you're a very busy man. Just to confirm with everyone who's listening in, smallbusinesscommissioner.gov.uk. Email details, phone details are on that site. You'll get there. And if you don't want to email and you want to speak to a human being, trust me, there'll be a human being there. It might not be me, but there'll be somebody else from a small business background. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podraffy for producing this show. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and please do leave a review. See you next time.